A reading from Luke. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the group of travelers, They went on a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard them were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient with them to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Every year, It amazes me how the readings take us from a little baby born in a stable to a teenager in a matter of days, and honestly, to the cross in about 100 days. Less than 48 hours ago, we were coming to adore him, and now we are frantically searching for a lost teen. We were cooing at a baby and being wowed by the Christmas story, and even now, once again, we are being told not to fear, even as this child has gone missing for more than a day. And although this story points directly to the cross and to the return to Jerusalem at a future Passover, it still grounds us in Christmas and the fear of losing this baby who suddenly turned into a wandering teen. Now we have to spring into action. We have to do our part knowing that this amazing love and hope is being born every day in our heart, even when we aren't sure if we can find him. But today's story goes straight to the heart of anyone who has ever cared for a child. A child is lost in a crowd. It's one of our worst fears. So what if the angels two days ago told us to fear not? We are, not, we are still very scared. I have three children. I'm embarrassed to admit that I've lost one of them several times as a child. Truth be told, he is the middle child and he existed between a precocious older sibling and a needier younger one. That often created circumstances that allowed him to simply wander out of my sight. One of his scariest escapes 
was in Grand Central Station at Christmas time when he was four years old. Grand Central at Christmas is not the place to lose a child. He was about three feet high, wearing that classic puffer jacket and a pom-pom ski hat that all those little kids wear, and he was just wandering among people twice his size. He quickly merged somehow into this rush of rush hour crowds and these large, gigantic people, and I could not see him anywhere. With my one-year-old in a stroller and the seven-year-old close by, lest I lose her too, I frantically searched. I was yelling his name into the loud din of this rush hour crowd. My sheer panic broke some people nearby from their trance, and they started to help me. One went to alert the Port Authority policeman standing near the Oyster Bar stairs. But the crowd was huge, and it was loud, and I kept calling and searching, and I couldn't see any little people everywhere. I was looking for helpers, any, any more Port Authority police, anyone who could help me. I was literally frantic. While we searched for him, the minutes seemed like hours. Yet five, maybe ten minutes later, with a tug at my hand, my daughter said, Look, there he is. And she pointed to his little four-year-old body in the puffer jacket and pom-pom hat, gazing at the moving train display in the center of Grand Central. I ran up to him and I hugged him and I told him how scared I was. And I asked if he was scared too. And his response was that, I'm not scared because even when I'm scared, God is always with me. That response stopped me in my tracks and tugged at my heart. His response was verbatim from his preschool chapel class at the Brick Church School, who ended every chapel every week with the words that when we turn out the lights in our chapel, even when we are scared, God is always with us. I will always thank Brick Church for those important words of faith for four-year-olds. It grounded my sweet little boy, but it grounded me too. My heart rate and breathing came down, and I thanked all the people who helped me, and I was still pretty embarrassed that I lost my child in Grand Central. As I returned, slightly shaken from the whole episode, and somehow comforted that these words for four-year-olds gave me comfort, I remembered some of the most important messages of faith are really that simple. As Howard Thurman said this morning in our call to worship, today is when we go back to that simple message of Christmas and when we do the work of Christmas that our faith requires. Like that baby Jesus who quickly grows from a baby in the manger to a teen on the loose in Jerusalem to his ultimate trial one day on the cross, we also grow in divine wisdom and favor every day that we live out Christmas. We do this by healing the broken, feeding the hungry, releasing the prisoner, and finding the lost. We are the helpers. And it's our job and joy to do the work of Christmas with whatever helpers and wherever we can find a chance along the way. But lest we drift from the Christmas magic too fast, I want to hold us there one more day as we contemplate the work of Christmas, and the work that we are charged to do. Lisa Belkin, a writer who wrote the Motherload parenting column for the New York Times, shared this letter from Martha Brockenbaugh in her Christmas 2016 column. Martha's youngest daughter, Lucy, had asked a very thoughtful question. 
Are you Santa? This is part of the letter that Martha wrote in reply. Dear Lucy, thank you for your letter. You asked a very good question. Are you Santa? I know you've wanted the answer to this question for a long time, and I've had to give careful thought to exactly what to say. The answer is no. I am not Santa. There is no one Santa. I am the person who fills your stockings with presents, though, and I choose and wrap the presents under the tree the same way my parents did for me and the same way their parents did for them. I imagine you'll one day do this for your own children, and I know that you will love seeing them run down the Christmas magic stairs on Christmas morning. You will love seeing them sit under a tree, their small faces lit with Christmas lights. This won't make you Santa, though. Santa is bigger than any person. His work has gone on longer than any of us have lived. What he does is simple but powerful. He teaches children how to have belief in something they cannot see or touch. It's a big job, and it's an important one. Throughout your life, you will need this capacity to believe in yourself, in your friends, in your talents, and in your family. You also need to believe things you can't measure or even hold in your hand. Here I'm talking about love, that great power that will light your life from the inside out, even in its darkest, coldest, and scariest moments. Santa is a teacher. I have been a student, and now you know the secret of how he gets down those chimneys on Christmas Eve. He has help from every heart he's ever filled with joy. With full hearts, people like us take our turns helping Santa do a job that would otherwise be impossible. So, no, I'm not Santa. Santa is love and magic and hope and happiness, and I'm on his team, and now you are too. Love, Mom. From a baby in the stable to Santas and their sleighs, the Christmas magic is all about hope, faith, peace, and love, and carrying this message with us even when we are afraid, even when we are lost. As writer Madeline Langle said, it is the tiny acts of love and joy that swing the balance in the world. Our days are happier when we give people a piece of our heart rather than a piece of our mind. This is the work of Christmas. We are the helpers. As we start to fast forward out of the Christmas story, let us always know our role in helping and building the kingdom that was ushered in by a baby in the stable. When we are the helpers, Christmas can be born by people and place us all year long. May it be so.